3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of W.I.L.K. staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on W.I.L.K.
4: Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Everything is uh, pretty good. I'm I'm surprised
5: at this crazy wind we've had all week. But you know what? Uh, It's better than
4: having tornadoes like our friends in the south. Oh, that's terrible. And that's it. It is. Not good. uh, Although the wind, it seemed like they made a lot of that wind situation yeah. um but it, it wasn't i don't know maybe it's just the location of where everybody was and and you know where you are and how it, it was windy or not um it was windy you know in Dunmore, but it certainly wasn't i was expecting like woohoo you know like so um and thank god um yeah but, yeah i was I worried
5: about your trees i know yeah so you didn't have any more branches
4: that came down No, thank God. I'm knocking on wood somewhere. I'm knocking on my head here. Yeah. Uh, But I couldn't find any wood. So, um, anyway, that could be a problem, Lynn. Um, So, I just... (laughs) Um, You said what? (laughs) I just, I'm looking out now. Um, I'm at Broadway, and I'm looking out, and... Um, the Christmas tree is all decked out here at Broadway. It's looking like into City Hall, looking at Broadway's pretty uh, Christmas tree, all decked out for the Christmas holidays. It's all up. Frank Blasey's son- nephew um, Alex uh, was in, and he and his friends decorated it um, last weekend. So it looks beautiful. Oh, that's so I'm sitting nice. here with the yeah, pretty trees. I'm sitting here, and um, and and my. House is um, um almost a hundred pr- my regular tree is not up my my real tree um mm-hmm. we're getting that over the weekend, but everything else is done in my house, so I'm wow. very happy mhm wow, including my Christmas oh. dishes and my t- Christmas glasses and all that everything's in, and the other stuff's put away until we switch it so um yeah, it's all done.
5: Mm -hmm. I haven't done a single thing. Well, (laughs) you will. It might get to be this weekend. It might get to be. But I'm thinking that also uh, I have to get started on the Christmas cookies because I used to make make one or two um, on every weekend. And the goal is always five, five different kinds. And there are some that I absolutely have to make because there are people who would kill me if I didn't. Yeah, um, but you know, so that stuff to me is always important, and I can get somebody to drag up the Christmas tree from downstairs, and um, that's easy to put up because it's a it's a non-real tree, and so yeah. we'll try that. But anyway, it's uh it's I have to get myself mentally in the Christmas mood, and mm-hmm. putting the tree up helps.
4: Yes, you know? it does.
5: So it does help. It's really a constant reminder of what it is that you're celebrating and -hmm. all the fanfare, the traditions that you usually go through.
4: It's really pretty neat. And we've already gone through NAOG this year. You have? We we did. And, of course, we'll do that a million times this this month. But we did go uh, through last weekend. And it, it yeah. looks beautiful. It's all very organized. It's very in order of, like, very them- thematic this year. Mm-hmm. So you have, uh, it's. I like it. I'm like, oh, this is much more organized. So it looks beautiful. And um, we have to go up to Stonehenge because I always love to do yeah. that. And we'll hit that yeah. place at least twice throughout the year, the season. And I just love it. I love, I told you, I just love the lights. I love looking. I just, I would have my stuff up all year if I could. If I would look <laughs> like a weirdo. Because I just love the lights. I just, they're just so, it's so pretty. And peaceful. And there's something very nice about that whole thing. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I might get myself it. up there
5: this year to see it. I've never seen Stonehenge. it. Stonehenge? Yeah.
4: Yeah, the shirt yeah. is beautiful. It's really beautiful. So, um, oh, and everything else is moving. And, But you know who we have to give, a, and I know we talked about it before, but it, it's, it'll be current because we're taping on Thursday, as we always do. But tomorrow, um, Dece- December 2nd, is Nada Gilmartin's birthday. So we have to oh, give a big, 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 big shout-out. I know we talked about it, but we're talking about it again Nada's just a phenomenal woman with a wonderful store, Nada and Company in Greenridge on the corner of um, Kapaus and Marion. And she's been in this business a long, long time. And she knows what she's doing. And Michael and her my, her husband Michael and her daughter Katie, it's a family affair there. And it's just wonderful. And Nada just is so focused and so. Um, such a community activist and just such a, a good, kind, sweet person. Um, so, we just want to wish her a big, big, wonderful birthday this week. So, happy that's birthday, Nada. Happy,
5: happy birthday, Nada. Yay. There She's we have always go. been a fan of this show, I might add.
4: I know. I know. Yeah, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, how about your Thanksgiving? How was that? Um, it was. Wonderful. We Good. believe it or not, we we drove to Hempstead. Hempstead is that uh, Garden City? Let's just say that. That's where Sean yeah, drove and
5: grew up on the island.
4: Okay. Yeah. So we that's we went and we spent. Met all of Katie's relatives on her mother's side. Her mother has three sisters, and all of Katie's cousins. There's six of them, and one is married and has two little children, and everybody else. So it was there, and it was a wonderful day. Meyer and I left at five minutes after 10. We got a iced tea at Dunmore, and a, he got a coffee at Dunmore and Dunkin' Donuts. We got on the highway, and we made it to Katie's house in two hours and 45 minutes to Long Island, and we had some slow-up on the GW Bridge, but other than that, there was nothing. And coming home wow. that night, we came home that night, we were home in less than two and a half hours. Yikes! Right from door that, to door. That's so unheard of on
5: Long Island, especially if yep. you're at the Long Island Expressway. Forget no, it. No, you
4: don't go on that. You don't go on Forget the LIE. It no, Where but Lynn, know? we didn't have to. We, we went on the. I don't know the name of it. Um, we we okay. go over the Throg's Neck Bridge, and there's another, okay. um, another highway. You don't have to do the LIE, thank God. But it, it, it okay. was because she's up closer to the top of the island, so. Um, it was, it was, it was perfect. The weather was perfect and it seemed like it was, we got there in no time and got home in no time. And it was, there were no, there were no cops. There were, we saw one trooper fly by on the other side of us and, um, it looked like he, we saw him later on and he was, was, there looked like a car was broken down on the side of the road. And then Mm -hmm. at one point there were three troopers pulled over for one car god only knows what was going on there but that was the there were no going down i didn't see one and coming back we saw we you know the the four that we saw but they you know like i said one of them was with one vehicle so it was mm-hmm. um you know trooper free for the most part which was is right up my alley yes so <laughs> so were you driving or was uh no meyer the big, drove the no, big no. meyer okay Oh, Oh, yeah, he he... loves to drive. So was he exceeding the speed limit? Of course he was, slightly, (laughs) slightly, but not crazy. I mean, it wasn't crazy. There just was no traffic.
5: I think it's great. It
4: was fabulous. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so we had a good time. Katie's family is delightful, and the food was delicious, and we had a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, afternoon. So and then so, we Did they do and, all the cooking? Yes, Katie's mother and her sisters and they all cooked. I mean, I brought a couple things with me, of course, gluten-free things. And yeah. um, but it was it was great. And then Katie and Sean came in for the weekend. Um, they were in for Sean has had had his tenth year um, reunion from Scranton Prep. Oh, cool. So where was um, it? It was at Scranton Prep. Hmm. So anyway, they were in for that. So all of Sean's friends were in, and um, that was they nice. had a good time. They had a good time. And right, then they sure. left on Sunday to go back to Katie's mom's, and then they took an Uber from Katie's mother's into the city because we went oh, up and I, I bought them a little. Um, I love these little trees that Wegmans has. They have them in the stands. And they are mm-hmm. just cute little trees. So and they have, you know, a, a small apartment, so the tree is perfect. And I got them one last year, so I got them one again this year. They had to take that home, and they had a bunch of stuff. So instead of doing um, a, the, the train, they said, we'll just Uber back into the city. So that's what they did. Because okay. they had lots of goodies they had to bring with them. <laughs> not, yeah. Not, that, was the, that was the weekend. It was a crazy weekend, but a good one.
5: That's How good. was your
4: Thanksgiving? Oh, it was
5: really pretty nice. It was uh, a jam-packed day and evening, and then everybody was gone the next morning by 11 o'clock. There you go. (laughs) We had the rest of the weekend. We stayed through Sunday night into Monday, uh, and and we had a a wonderful weekend. It was great. Had my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece and her husband and daughter, and my nephew. And so Patrick and I as well, but we had, I think, seven or eight people for dinner. And my sister and I decided, we prepared the menu well ahead of time, that, that I should get uh, some turkey breasts. And yep. nobody likes the dark meat. Why waste it? So we had two breasts and we put them in the oven and we put the um, the herbed butter underneath the skin and roasted it that way and then she made some fabulous turkey gravy and we had so much other food. It was wonderful. But we didn't we did not pig out on our d'oeuvres because we've learned from the past that by the time we get through all that everybody sits down for dinner and you pick at things because you are so full. So cut that back and we just everybody ate very well. And uh, I still have some turkey that I have to, I'm going to make it into a soup. So, yeah, yeah well, that's bet- the only way I think we can do it. Well, you better do it quickly. Yes, I know. I know. I know we have to get that part done. But um, other than that, it was really a nice weekend. and um, And I'm glad we were there. I'm glad they came to the house. Um, It was nice for everybody to be there. My nephew actually was the first one to try out a bed that I purchased through, not Wayfair, it was something else. It's been sitting there for five years. And it's one that you, you know, you you, you take the cover off, you plug it in, and it blows itself up, and it's about three feet off the ground. And it's great. So he had a wonderful time. He thought he was in his own apartment. I said good. good. So we're going to have to take a quick break right now. You're listening to the Laurie and Wynn Show, and we'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events laurie cadden can take your business or organization to the next level this isn't something that you learn about in a book heck it can't even be taught laurie cadden lives it she knows how to work a crowd open doors and build and nurture relationships with laurie cadden enterprises you get ta-da laurie cadden and her 20 plus years of experience call laurie today at 357-8399 357-8399 or email Laurie, Laurie L a u r i e at LaurieCadden.com, dot com, L a u r i e c a d d e n Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is.
1: ERA OneSource Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday Morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
5: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and uh, certified financial planner with a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women.
4: And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business.
5: And I have an article that I thought is very timely that we should discuss, and it's called How to Protect Your Wallet from Holiday Jeez. Cyber Scammers. So okay. This is on my favorite site, Ethel, the Ethel, <laughs> and I discovered in looking at this, but the reason they came up with that name, this is a publication of AARP. Right. They came up with the name The Ethel because of one of the women who originally started AARP. Her name was Ethel and two more names. She used her maiden name and her married name. And so, in honor of her, they call this newsletter The Ethel, which I think is
4: really nice. Oh, nice.
5: Yeah. Very nice. So. Anyway, getting back to the articles, uh, the, the author says, just as retailers ramp up for the holiday shopping season, so do the cyber scammers. These ruthless fraudsters will be hard at work to fill our email inboxes with fake shipping notices, confirmations for purchases you didn't make, offers too good to be true, and emails that look like they're from an old friend. And her company, the woman who wrote this, is called Tech Moxie. And it's um, an interesting sideline to this. a, A technology coaching and education company, which I think is a fabulous idea because so many of us are so afraid to use technology, but that's what she does. She teaches people how to gain a comfort level with tech. So she said, many of my older clients believe that they have fallen victim to a tech scam because of their age or general lack of technology. knowledge. After reviewing several hundreds of scams, I have no doubt we are all vulnerable, regardless of our age, intelligence, or tech ability. Yes, even millennials are scammed. they become quite adept at getting us to let our guard down, However, by learning their tricks, we can all learn to recognize a scam before it's too late. Scams have become much more sophisticated since the days of the, quote, royal prince, and quote, emails from a foreign dignitary in desperate need of help transferring his fortune out of the country. I, thank God, I, I checked that out immediately, but I have seen so many of those that I don't see anymore. So that's a good thing. Um, She said, online fraud is now big business, and the scammers are carefully designing their schemes to tap into our psychological vulnerabilities. This technique has a name. It's called social engineering, defined by Wikipedia as the psychological manipulation of people into performing actions or divulging confidential information. With social engineering, fraudsters take advantage of our anxieties, naivete, and general tendency to take things at face value. This leads us to click and divulge private information when we shouldn't. If an email has our bank's name and logo, we may readily assume that it is actually from our bank. But the scammers also want to create a sense of urgency and take it a step further. The email might claim that your bank account's been compromised and instruct you to click on a link to to regain access. This taps into our anxiety about identity theft and online fraud. This causes us to hyper-focus on the perceived risk, which is possible bank fraud, and ignore the possibility that the email itself is fraudulent. If clicked, the fraudulent link takes you to a fake bank login page that asks for your username and password. And just like that, the fraudster has captured your sensitive and valuable information. Often, these scams start on the telephone. I was recently called in to help a woman who received a call that she thought was from Microsoft. Very cleverly, the fraudster created a caller ID that displayed the words, Microsoft support along with the phone number the fraudster told my client that someone had downloaded illegal porn onto her computer but not to worry Microsoft with that in quotes would help her remove it all she had to do was give the caller password access to her computer this preyed on the person's anxiety about having illegal material on her computer And additionally, into her naivete about computing and customer service. She did not know that Microsoft, nor any tech company, does not make unsolicited calls to customers. And thankfully, the real Microsoft would have no way of knowing what we have on our computers. Sadly, she gave the scammers access to the computer, which had a treasure trove of personal information. Protecting ourselves is easier than it might seem given that it is nearly impossible to stay abreast of all the variations of these scams. I advise my clients to think about online safety as they do their personal safety. Women instinctively know to never walk down the street with an open purse. Nor would we leave a wallet in a shopping cart while we step over to the next aisle. By taking these precautions... We are implicitly assuming that anyone walking near us could be a thief. But rather than making us more fearful, these steps should increase our sense of safety. Applying this to the tech world, we must assume that each and every phone call, email, and text could be fraudulent. Always remember that emails can be made to look like they came from your bank, from Amazon, or even from a friend. Take steps to independently verify the sender or the caller. If an email appears to be from Amazon confirming a purchase you didn't make, instead of clicking on the link, which would then ask for your Amazon password, go directly to your Amazon account via your web browser, for example, Chrome, Safari, or Edge. If a fraudulent purchase was made, you will see it in your order history. If an email looks like it's from a friend asking for a favor, give that friend a call to verify. Phone calls can be a little trickier. If the caller says they're from your bank, hang up and call the bank directly using the telephone number on your statement or the back of your credit card. If the caller claims to be from your favorite, the IRS, law enforcement, or perhaps the Social Security Administration, just know that government organizations never call to demand payment. Yep. Nearly all, and nearly all scams that I've heard of in my years running Tech Moxie succeed because people mistakenly take that one step, click, or action that gives the scammers what they want. The good news is that it is within our control to decide not to take the bait. Stay safe this holiday season. And think before you click.
4: Good I advice. love it. Yes. I never, Lynn. Even if I see this is what pays to be a ding dong when it comes to emails or to someone who doesn't always look at their. I mean, to the computer, but or to someone who doesn't always look at emails. So I never respond to any email that I get from anybody, even if it's we're tracking your car, you know, your package, or you got um, yeah. it's, or I get a text from people that say you only have you know you better look because you have this is. I just ignore every single one of them, except mm-hmm. when I get phone calls. Then I told you what I do is I yell at them and hang and call back, and then they call me back. And, you know, I purposely yeah. do that because I want to just screw around with them. But, um, yeah, uh-uh. no, I don't do any of it. I don't believe anything. If I do anything, I call, and it happened to me once, and I thought, you know, I'm calling, so I, I, I called and they said nope, we never we never did that. That's not from us. That was it was my PayPal. Yeah. It was yeah. said something about PayPal and I thought, you know, I know this isn't true, but let me just verify it. So I called and they said nope, that was not us and I just ignored it. Like I don't even I don't pay any attention to it until I have to. You know? No, like that makes I just sense. Don't, yeah. know. But I don't know. This. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just, I just just
5: don't do it. Well, I have noticed in my personal email account, not in the business one, but the personal one, that's from Gmail. I have noticed more of those crazy things in the last two months than I've ever noticed before. And they're things that you can always tell. And I wish people would hear this. Because when you look at the subject of the email, they do something to one of the words in the, in the email that you know it's totally misspelled. Right. And it sounds crazy. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't even bother to open the email. I just delete it. But I've had it from yeah, Amazon, sure. uh, the, yep. the credit card companies, Microsoft, everybody is sending me these goofy invoices that I'm supposed to pay. Or click on this to get your refund. Well, I never paid them anything. How do I get a refund? So I, that's I know. Insane. Be aware of it. You can cut it out right at the point where you see the subject line of the email. It's insane. It is. It's just craziness.
4: But no, I, I think
5: that this, this is something people really, really have to keep their eye open about. And it's not yeah. just the people who are over the age of 60. They're, as, as this author said, they're... It's just anybody. If they grab an email from something, you're on the hook. So keep your eyes open. I just went through this with a client who's just had a horrible experience. And it just went on and on and on. And finally got resolved. I told her to call the police in her town and file a police report. Nobody ever told me that before. But that's the thing you have to do. If you do get scammed... You have to call the local police and file a report. Then somebody can do something about it. But without that police report, you don't get anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep your eyes. Well, open. this is. Yeah,
4: you do, and you just you just don't believe. I don't believe, Lynn. There's sometimes I get stuff in the mail. I don't even believe that. I pick up the phone and call. Right. <laughs> I just don't. No, oh, you're right. Yes. So. Well. So that's what I do. But anyway. Okay. Uh, so we'll take a break. Yeah.
5: And, um we'll be back with our guest expert, Leah Genacopla from ERA1 Real Estate. You're listening to the Laurie and Wynn Show. We'll be right back.
0: Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widow divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is.
7: The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the long-standing firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti McHale. McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you, too, can make a change for the better.
0: Business Banking at Fidelity.
8: We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call I don't even have to go to them they come to me it's great I love being in the business this was meant for me we're very busy I'm running every day and I love to stay busy so that's why I need a bank that's gonna be there for me when I need them back in 2006 we were having a problem with our lease in our other building we were looking for a place to go we stumbled upon this this location it's right in the heart of downtown right in the the middle of the city and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you?
5: Member FDIC.
1: Here's Lori and Lynn
5: Well, we're back, everybody. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and certified financial planner of a company called Women of Substance. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women.
4: And I'm Laurie Cadney, owner of Laurie Cadney Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And with us today is Leah Jenna who is a realtor with ERA One Source Realty. There is about a hundred or so agents. In the wonderful franchise of ERA, and there's about I don't know, six, seven offices in 10 counties, and uh, I think they're in 15, um, 65 states. I think <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere, yeah. Leah. But anyway, Leah's, <laughs> here to, Leah's here to talk about real estate. So, Leah, you so, just said you're going, before you start one thing, congratulations, because you're going on to the board of uh board, on the board you're serving on the board of the board of realty realtors correct yeah i'm
6: going to be one of the directors on the board so i good yeah, for you yay thank you. Nice yeah i'm excited job. congratulations so, yeah thank you very much so you're welcome uh, what i actually wanted to bring up today has kind of been like a common topic and actually it happened to me the other day i've been you know now the inventory actually believe it or not, the inventory is at the lowest it's been since twenty twenty when this all took off. And I think a big part, especially I think we're seeing it right now, especially like in this present time, that influx of like Thanksgiving and New Year or Christmas and New Year's and all all that's coming up. But honestly it's the first time in two years that we can actually celebrate normally. Like Christmas parties are back and you know, holiday Mm -hmm. functions are back and the, you know I was just at several Christmas parties last week and I have a several this weekend so it's just like you know there's just so much going on and the weeks are flying by and I don't know where the time went for 2022 how we're already in December is like just beyond me but it is is—it's crazy but a lot of you know a lot of people have actually I've, I have three buyers right now that actually sold their homes in the uh, Philadelphia and outlying areas of Philly and so they actually one took a chance. She's originally from Westside, um, grew up with their great friend of mine and her and her husband well, they met in New York, whatever, did the whole thing, then they moved out to the suburbs of Philly. And she took a chance in the week before Thanksgiving. Wants to move back here, wants to be closer to her family. They have two kids, you know, the whole the whole saga of like This is where I meant to be. We did it. We did Philly. We did New York. And, like, northeastern Pennsylvania is just perfect. It's home. And it really is great for families. But her husband still works in Philadelphia. But he only has to be in the office three times a month. She does not have to be ever in her office in Manhattan. And if she does, she is literally two hours moving back here. And same thing with Philly. Like, (laughs) only three times a month, that's awesome. So, it's like a business trip, big deal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. They decided to move That's home, weak. so they put their house on the market at an all-time crazy high price in one of the outlying suburbs in Philadelphia. And she told me a funny story because she said to me, the realtor came that she's using out there and said, mm, "I really think we should put this on at like seven fifty. It's definitely not going to go for." Sorry, I think we should put this on for like six ninety nine. Definitely not going for seven fifty. And my friend is very direct and hysterical. She goes, "No." we're putting it on for seven fifty. If it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, there's no homes for me to move back to, she said, at in Pennsylvania. And I'm, I mean, I love my parents, but I'm really not looking forward to moving in with them and moving out and moving three times. So she's like, no. Well, of course, that day, she has a ring doorbell. So it's funny because we just had a class in real estate that says to always tell your clients, watch the ring doorbell, watch the blink cameras and all that. But She's watching the ring doorbell of people going in and out of her house, and they're like, this girl's crazy. This family's not putting their house on the market the week of Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah. Well, they got four cash over-asked, no inspections, clothes on wow. their curb, in, like, almost 800000 where this realtor was saying, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I have to eat crow." Which, it happens, because, you know, you look at the comps, and you, like, you get a client that's like, no, 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 I want to put it on at this, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't think it's worth that. Anyways, so, and now she's like, "Um, we need a house by February 23rd, and I'm like, okay, well, we actually really do have time. She's like, the inventory sucks, and I was like, it does, and so they're... The panic is right now they don't want to panic buy. And I said, well, you might have to suck it up and move in with your parents. Like, if you're planning on being here and, like, but the problem is there's a twist on this. She's not planning on being here forever. They want to go back and build in a different suburb in Philly in about four or five years from now when, like, they're past that, like, when the kids are full-time in school and maybe she'll be more in the office and he'll be more in the office. So there's a twist here. I have to find them a house that's also going to sell for the price they have to buy now or higher for years, so I love it wow that's fine it doesn't matter that's great I mean if you look in the right school districts you know and you look for the right home and you do the right upgrades that's what it's all about so long story short they're panicking they're like what if the market bottoms out what are we going to do and so I was reading this article that I read I like to I subscribe to several different real estate journals which I you know I do because I love reading all about it but one of them that I really do truly like a lot is called Mortgage Bankers Association, and they run a lot of real-life data. And they do a lot of ser- uh, surveys and searches, and like they take a lot of real information, which I actually think is really important. And I, I really do think if you are someone like me that really does... You love what you do. You care about what you do. I really do think it's important to know the statistics and know what you're talking about and and keep up with the current trends in the market and what's going on. So, you know, just like everyone asked in the beginning of 2021 and they asked during like when the market was changing back to the rates going up, oh my gosh, 2008 is coming. Um, Mortgage Bankers Association, also known as MBA for short, (laughs) um, they were able to come out and completely say that there is no chance they're willing to, like, put anything on the line, that there is no large scale of a foreclosure crisis to happen in the United States, period. And that came directly from um, one of the chief economists of First American. His name is Mark Fleming, and he does a lot of the research for MBA. And he said there is no way we can even expect it to bust like it did in the mid-2000s. The standards in the housing cycle that led to that, were so crazy that it's so nuts. And unfortunately, it's, it's a PTSD almost to people in the world, yeah. in our area. Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's like a stigma that's attached to everything that happened. So everyone is trying to tell the story of that's never going to happen. And they just did a study that in September, the mortgage forbearance completely decreased to 69%. So we're halfway to that point where, like, mortgages are almost out of, like, you know, in the halfway point of not being in forbearance, which is a big deal. I mean, you know, I was with the banker yesterday, and we were talking about the small business loans. And, you know, it, you might not see it as much as we did in the beginning coming out of the pandemic, but there's so many small businesses that are still, you know, they are still struggling. So there are people that really still truly do need forbearance. But the our Leah, biggest
5: is Yeah. Can I stop you there? Would you please explain what forbearance is? Because some people listening may not have any idea what you're talking about.
6: Sure. It's so it's kind of like a system where they set up in place, like, that you can forego your mortgage payment until a certain point And then you do have to make them back up. It's just depending on how you've kind of structured it and what the program is that you've applied for. So that's it's where like that's a breather. Also- yeah, yeah, it's, def- it's been yeah. a breather. It's been a breather since March of 2020. That they, you know, it's still going on with student loans. They still have student loan forbearance. Mm-hmm. They have mortgage forbearance. So they, they did try and help out, but the the problem we're seeing and it's these houses aren't selling at a all time high, high, high because you know of any kind of like mortgage or like there's going to be a bust or anything like that. These houses are truly selling at a prime dollar because there's not enough of them so that truly is what's really going on in the real estate world Like people aren't buying houses because you know like they're anticipating like you know someone a lender told them yeah like you're worth you're able to go spend seven hundred thousand so it's like, hey, great this house is 650 i want to bid it up to 700 that's that's not what's going on what's happening is there's such a limited supply of inventory right now of the houses that there's four or five people still going at the same house. I mean, it's still going on. And like I said, you know, the Clark summit area, the Dunmore area, all of these outlying areas outside of Scranton, like it's still happening. Like there's still multiple offers coming in. And I think, that's what people have to understand, that truly the real reason for all of this isn't because of any crazy mortgage agenda or scheme or anything that, like, dictates 2007 or 2008. This is truly an inventory issue. So I think that's one of the most important things that everyone needs to know. And I think that it'll help people understand that they're not going to buy a house and that the bottom isn't going to fall out in two years and they have to go and sell it. Because there is a lot of people, too, that have to, um, you know figure out like is my company gonna one day tell me like no you're done like you better get back into the office or you know so it's like as far as like right now people are checking but you don't know people can change in the blink of an eye they might need help you know they might not yeah. want as much remote work but I don't ever see that actually really happening but you never know you know whoever thought would happen happens you know in 2020 so um but the good news is there's so many things going on right now. The rates did come down a little bit and you know, I was talking to one of the local lenders that I'm really close with. And, you know, the three, the two and a half, the three and a half, even the low fours. Like really, that's probably not gonna happen ever again. The low fours yeah. may happen again, but not anytime soon. I mean that right. that was a rarity in two thousand eighteen for a little bit and then they shot back up. Five and six is the norm. And the rates right now, I just got someone approved and locked in at
5: for a 30 year fixed conventional. And I think that's pretty good, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think it's a relative thing that people don't grasp. I mean, even (laughs) if you went from 3 to 4 to 5, I remember times when people were getting mortgages at 15, 16, and 17%. So, on a relative (laughs) basis, anything 5 or lower,
4: lock it in. For a life, it's going to be great news. That's when interest rates were at 6, 18 and 19 and 20 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean,
6: percent. Right, don't well, forget, if they you buy now, it's refi. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, really. it, it, you know, it, it, Leah, the other thing is how I know inventory low on regular single family. Is it the same then on multi unit properties? Yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay. Yeah it's been crazy to say the the least it's still everywhere you know it definitely you'll, you're you're seeing it from all angles
5: still yeah well do you, do so. you notice do you notice that when there's anything in the newspaper about the train coming that interest peaks for people to go out by Especially oh yeah the, yeah that's what i thought just the thought of it is what gets people inspired
4: there you go oh <laughs> Well, Leah, get ready and get to your party and get sworn in and all that good stuff. Is being <laughs> before. Good luck to you, and uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy your um, um, evening tonight, okay? And say hi to everybody for me, if you would. And we will see you again, and we thank you, everyone out there, for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.